Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. You can go to backdashrow.com and find lots of essays and articles and episodes of Notes from the Back Row, such as the What Makes a City a City podcast, where Jenna and Veronica have a long conversation about movies, the cities they take place in, what makes a city a city and more. You can also find more episodes of today's podcast, Cream of the Crud, and you can also find Hoser Horror. We had an episode with Patrick Cutnoir of the George Lucas talk show about Scanners and Scanners 2. So lots of things for you to find there. As I mentioned, this is Cream of the Crud, where Carlo and I talk about what we've been watching news of notable releases, movies we've been screening on Sundays, and more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. My name (laughs) is Dan Gorman, always here with Carlo. Ahoy, hoy. Hey, (laughs) what's going on? Yeah, not much. Uh, We watched that Squid Game thing. Uh, Now we're uh, trying to think of what to watch next, but I'm just defaulting uh, to watching Tree Hose of Horror episodes because it's October. Hell yeah. Uh, which that's like a yearly tradition. Come October, I just have to watch old uh, Trios of Horror episodes. And man, I haven't, those are I so fucking them. good. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're the best. They they really are. We watched the season four or five one today. And it's just one brilliant gag after another. It's, <laughs> it's truly incredible. It's the one where uh, the last one is Bart Simpson's Dracula. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the one on uh, with the gremlin on the bus. Yeah. Uh, what was the first one? I forget. But yeah, that's yeah. that's such a good one. The gremlin one is the Hideleone burrito. Yeah, yeah, the at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the first one is what the uh, Homer uh, selling a soul for a donut. Oh, yeah. With, with yeah, the yeah. devil Flanders. Oh, man. I love that. So good. Yeah. That's, that's a great one. Yeah, just like I've, I've just been in, in a mood of watching old Simpsons in, in general. Um, and, but yeah, during dinner time, I just put on the trio of horror episodes so we can watch them together. But, uh, whenever I don't know what to put on, I just want to like hang out behind my laptop, do some browsing. I just put in, uh, old Simpsons on the background and it's just instant comfort. Yeah, always it, good. It, yeah. It just makes you feel better <laughs> i don't know i can't explain it yeah and the treehouse of horror episodes are pretty great right up until uh i want to say like I'm trying to think of i feel like they really drop in quality when mm. it when it gets to like season like 11 mm-hmm. yeah season 12 yeah, like, like in I, general I, the simpsons has a real dip there yeah 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 and, and yeah, I'm trying to find a list of their episodes, but Did- yeah, I do. It was once they started to do things that were very non-horror. Yeah, exactly. 
that they really lost me. Like, yeah. like seasons like, you know, 9, 10, 11, they're starting to not be as good, but I still think mm-hmm. they're pretty funny. Yeah. But no, once they true. get to like, oh, they had one where they were like Lucy Liu was, was no, Lucy Lawless was on there and oh, they yeah. do a Xena Warrior Princess yeah. thing or like yeah. there was one, there was one that was like a comic book thing or uh-huh. there was another one. I remember, yeah. Up the, where it was like, I think it was the year that uh, Harry Potter came out and they did the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. like, okay, this isn't even horror. Like, this is even horror anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. I hate those. And and I think there's even one that's like, I don't know, like House of Guards or something where I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? This is just, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've lost the point of what these are supposed to be. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen most of the trios of horror ones. Like I stopped watching um, new episodes of Simpsons years and years ago. But a couple of years ago, we watched all of the trios of horror episodes of like every season, and there's yeah. still some stu- uh, some some good stuff sprinkled throughout. But uh, mostly, yeah, yeah, it, it's those where it's just not horror anymore. I'm like, this this is just like a theme thing. It's, yeah, it's, but it's not. Yeah, it's not trios I'm, I'm, of horror. It's in the fucking yeah. title. <laughs> I'm looking at a list here, and and season ten yeah. had Hell to Pay, okay, the Terror a, of Tiny Toon, and Starship Poopers. Um, I don't remember I, the last one, but Hell to that Pay. That one and, I think and, is when Maggie turns into like a half Kodos with the like. Oh alien yeah, yeah, leg. yeah. That that's that's pretty good still. That one's not bad. Um, apparently, Terror of Tiny Toon. It says here on Wikipedia mm. is a takeoff of Stay Tuned, and I feel like that might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah yeah i know they just th- go into a cartoon <laughs> yeah exactly they they go into a cartoon uh sure i guess that, that's yeah. what stay tuned sort of does as well is, i yeah. guess <laughs> um hmm. but yeah season 11 is when when they do a fantastic four one with yeah Zenoa. yeah that, I remember. that's the first episode where i'm like okay guys i don't know <laughs> yeah it's uh season 10 11 like just in general the simpsons that's yeah. that's where it ends for me like i don't watch beyond that in general so yeah um i've i've seen the trios of horrors like up until like 2019 i haven't seen last year's or this year's um i might do that at one point but mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's it's not all bad I'll, I'll definitely say that uh yeah there was like a pretty decent one where i think might, might have been 2019 where uh sideshow bob gets back at bart or like finally gets to kill bart or something Oh yeah, uh, which wasn't bad. Um, definitely seemed worse, but yeah, you know. totally. Yeah. Well, uh, get at us in the comments, in the responses on Twitter, or wherever else you may find us. If you look in the uh, in the show notes, there'll be links to our Twitters there. Let us know what's your favorite and least favorite. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> talk Trios Four. Absolutely, yeah, yeah for October. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but now we're going to get into the crud buddies corner, which is where we talk about something that we've screened recently. So if mm. you go to crudbuddies.club, you can find links to our screening events every Sunday morning, uh, at around nine 30 AM Eastern, we watch a movie together and chat mm-hmm. about it and, uh, lots of fun stuff. It's October. So mm-hmm. we are doing some spooky and funny, spooky movies and, I, I missed one that I was so excited for, and I hadn't haven't watched it yet. And I want you to tell me if I should. Uh, so, you're talking about the Pinata movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because on our last episode, I mm-hmm. said I wanted to see it. Yeah. And I and that I was going to miss it. So you got to fill me in. Yeah, I think you should watch it. It's it's okay. it's a goof. Uh, I've, I've in the meantime seen another movie by those directors. I think they're like brothers or something. Uh, David and Stephen Hillenbrand. Um, but yeah, this one it's it's pretty. It delivers <laughs> on what you expect from a killer piñata movie. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty stupid. Um, the thing about this movie was pretty funny. Like, this is not a spoiler or anything because it's at the start of the movie. But the movie opens with like this really um, almost like overcooked seven-minute intro about the origin of why <laughs> this piñata is haunted and where they come from. It makes it feel like they're setting up this entire uh, epic, I don't know, like, lord of the Rings scope adventure <laughs> but then after that it's just about some uh adult actors that are supposed to be like recently graduated or college kids mm. doing like a pandy rate competition on an island and then there's oh a my god and then there's a killer pina- <laughs> piñata which uh that's a suit made by the kyoto brothers amazing so, so that at least is is a, is a pretty good part about it and but the 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 piñata always uh, also um transforms into this really like what i call uh cgi hemorrhoids ugly motherfucker <laughs> uh like at the end of mortal kombat annihilation what Sweet. where the computer effects don't look finished and really really dated uh, I'm in. You're selling me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You should watch it. There's also a lot of um, shots that are like piñata vision. You know, like predator vision. Piñata vision. <laughs> and you can <laughs> barely tell what's going on during those. Um, also, despite like all the CGI and, and, and stuff, there's some practical effects like gore-wise in it too, which okay. uh, kind of took me by surprise. So yeah, I don't know. I have I had fun with it. Like, there's no expectations going into this kind of movie. Yeah, but, but it delivered what it said it would. So awesome. So I I say watch it. <laughs> yeah. So that's Demon Island 2002, mm. aka Pinata Survival Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it. another <laughs> another movie we watched was Saturday the 14th Strikes Back from yeah. 1988. Exactly. Um, which I'd seen in mm-hmm. high school. I watched both of those movies. Oh, okay. And I had this weird like sense memory of the opening of Saturday the 14th Strike Back where okay. I was like, yeah, I've seen this. Um, mm. But then it, the movie goes on and it's just so wacky that like there was there was no way my memory was going to remember all this shit, you know? <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like uh, a week has passed and I'm already like, what, what happened exactly in that movie? It's all very non sequitur nonsense. So yeah. you're like, there's no, I don't remember the original. I've seen the original, but it's been so long. And I remember yeah. not really liking it back at, uh, when I saw it, but at that time, uh, I would just watch these kind of movies not necessarily ironically, but we would get together and do like these B movie yeah. marathons and yet not really pay attention to the movies mm-hmm. uh, unless there's something funny going on. And also you're watching so many movies that your brain is so fried. You're just not <laughs> registering what's going on anymore. So yeah. my, my recollection of the original is pretty much non-existent. I, I remember Jeffrey Tambor was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't return for this one, the nope. second one. 
Um, does anybody? I don't think anybody uh, does. Maybe not. No, <laughs> I know like Ray Walston is in this one. Is he playing like the Jeffrey Tambor character, or is it I different guess. characters? I don't know. I think I feel like it's different. I don't know. Okay, it might be. Yeah, but isn't it like the same house? I guess I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't I, know. I know in the original, uh, one thing that really irks me in movies is people wasting food and being <laughs> like really gross with food. Um, and that wasn't the original. And I was like kind of losing my shit about this person making a really uh, extravagant sandwich. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Just eat a normal fucking sandwich. And there, there's some stuff in that in this one as well, where they're all just eating candy by default. Yeah, Every meal is candy. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of a joke, but I'm like, is is this a joke? I don't know. It's just like, it's colorful, I guess. But <laughs> I guess it's like, oh, Americans eat junk, so now they're just <laughs> eating candy for dinner. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was sort of fine. Um, I, yeah, I found it hard to dislike, but also, would I recommend this? Who would I recommend this to? I don't know. I really don't know. Child, people who are know. fine with a movie yeah i guess so yeah. <laughs> or people who are fine with like watching like roger corman stock footage bullshit like uh, mm. uh i just thought it was funny because this one is called saturday the 14th strikes back and i know it's like a corman production but isn't like julie corman credited yeah. only for it um and then there's munchie strikes back which, which is also like a corman production they both have the strikes back in the title and they both <laughs> rely really heavily on that stock footage like munchie does it throughout the entire movie i feel or maybe more like uh at the start and saturday the 14th strikes back like the entire finale is all stock footage of yeah. other movies yeah it's which, just like what what can we get to have this character go through so yeah. that it seems like there's a big you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> You could do like a double yeah. bill of uh, Saturday the 14th Strikes yeah. Back, end it on Corman footage, and then Munchie Strikes Back, and then begin with Corman <laughs> footage. And you'll probably get like the same footage even. Probably. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, so, it's, it's, it's not great, but it's, yeah. it's also only like 70 minutes. So, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, Look, half, uh, it's like half funny absurd and half like, is this even grown, a joke absurd? Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so, so there yeah. you go there you go saturday the 14th strikes back no you know that that's what we've been screening don't forget to check out uh credbuddies.club and that way we can uh keep you in the loop of what we're screening and you can come check out movies with us mm -hmm. yeah and, check uh, out our discord that, and yeah. then discord the next server movie we're doing well it, it'll be screen already because this is coming out on monday probably so we will have seen abby the black exploitation exorcist yeah hell yeah yeah all right well then let's get into our calls from the public as always you can uh, get at us on twitter or join the crud buddies discord server where there is a channel for cream of the crud we ask people questions about what they want us to talk about i tweet it out usually before the episode as well so follow us in the in the notes we have links to our our twitter accounts but let's get into what people want us to talk about um there was a lot this time i feel <laughs> yeah i'm excited yeah it's cool that yeah. uh, everyone's responding so keep it up totally 
<laughs> so at uh, double H55 on Twitter wants us to talk about what are the best and worst Karate Kid knockoffs. Mm. Um, and I don't know about best and worst, but immediately my mind went to the PM Entertainment yeah, movie. They, they've done quite a few of those. <laughs> yeah, A Dangerous Place, 1995. Yeah. It's like uh, the younger brother of this kid who was murdered is seeking revenge mm-hmm. and Corey Feldman is the vicious karate gang yeah. leader who yeah. trains under an evil karate teacher and <laughs> they go around spraying everybody in the face with mace um, <laughs> because that's their karate I guess and that one was pretty entertaining <laughs> uh, yeah I I don't know even I did I finish that one <laughs> I, I, I don't really, really remember I know we've, we've screened a couple of karate kit knockoffs uh, for the Crub Buddies, we we've done Showdown with Billy Blanks. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty decent one. Um, what else? Oh yeah, Karate Rock, which yeah, I feel maybe that movie had a weird weird balance. Like it, the Karate Kid, like the training stuff, only happens in like the last ten or so minutes. Uh, yeah, I remember that one being not too great. So maybe that's like the worst one I've seen, but it was still decentish. So. I don't yeah. know. Maybe like the Karate Kid concept is just something I can always watch because I love that kind of movie and I love the original Karate Kid and so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I, I just have a high like, tolerance. What are the worst? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what's a really bad one? Like I said, that Karate Rock one was kind of underwhelming for the most part. Yeah, but worst, I don't know. Did you say Showdown already? Yeah, we we watched Showdown for the Crud Buddies yeah, a while ago. That one was pretty good. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I think I gave it like three stars or something. Yeah, uh, Karate Rock probably two stars more. Okay, no retreat, no surrender rules. That that's maybe <laughs> the best one in terms of knockoffs. Yeah, uh, Karate Kid knockoffs. To me, that's like no question. I think. Do people like sidekicks? <laughs> I don't know. Do people like sidekicks? I don't know. I feel that movie has a pretty low average rating uh, yeah. wherever you look. I grew up really liking that movie, but I have <laughs> I have not seen it since. Me either. Uh, so I I don't even know why I liked it or whatever. Um, Time for a revisit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have this thing with... Uh, I haven't seen a Chuck Norris movie since I uh, grew up watching sidekicks and loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he just doesn't really appeal to me as an action type of guy. So mm-hmm. I'm not really reaching for sidekicks right away, unless someone yeah. tells me that's actually like good. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think mm. of uh, mm. those movies. Yeah, those are just what came to our minds. Have you seen you? the uh, Cobra Kai show? No, I haven't. Okay. I started watching the first season and everyone says it's like really good. And um, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure. Like I was sort of like in the middle. I'm like, oh, there's parts of this that are kind of good and, and promising. But yeah. there's also parts about it where uh, that are a, 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 bit, a bit cringy to me. Okay. So I don't know. But yeah, you haven't seen it. So we can't really have a discussion no. about that. <laughs> and I didn't watch it because I love Karate Kid, but yeah. I... I just never really felt like I need to see what more. they yeah. yeah like 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 I love it but I uh, it it wasn't one of those movies for me yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as it was for other people like yeah. I know people that were really into it and so for me it was just like that's a fun movie but yeah yeah exactly yeah 
honestly, so even, will, even yeah. like the Karate Kid sequels, how do you feel about the sequels? Like the, the first, like the trilogy, the original trilogy. So two and three, I feel like I've seen once and that's it okay. when I was a kid. Same. Uh, well, and not I'm as a kid. I, I saw them like pretty late even, but okay. I don't know. Like, uh, the original is a classic. Uh, it's still yeah. great. Uh, two and three, when I watched them, I was like, this is already like diminishing results like instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. All right. Next question. Mark from Chuhai Labs in Kyoto. Check them out. Uh, he asks, is Tim Thomerson of Air America, Trancers, Iron Eagle, Cherry 2000, the greatest actor that never, quote, made it? Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this room. So they also asked about like Charles Band and mm -hmm, stuff. And yeah. I feel like like Tim Thomerson is somebody who is a character actor that found not only that niche of like B movies, mm -hmm. but had like some success on television as well. Mm. Um, but, but in the sense of this question, like never broke through to that, like is a, in a huge blockbuster movie leading okay. man, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I was wondering like what, like define making it, you know, is, is it, is it yeah. like money? Is it awards or is it just like, Uh, love of the fans because if it's if it's uh, the latter like especially in Thomerson's case I feel like people who know Tim Thomerson and know his movies and, and his roles are usually fans because yeah. he brings a certain special something to his roles that's like undeniable like even his Jack that character in Trancers uh, I guess like even looking at his uh, filmography on Letterboxd like Trancers is like one of the top movies And mm -hmm. even even that, I feel is it's still like a full moon movie that not everyone is gonna know. Like everyone who just watches, I don't know, like yeah. new and mainstream movies. Um, I saw he's he's also on Near Dark and Free and Loading Las Vegas, but I do not remember him. So I feel like those yeah, are I think small smaller parts. characters. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like was in you know Osterman Weekend, Sam Peckinpah. So mm -hmm. like was in movies of note. But yeah, I think the idea of um maybe the idea here is like they are so good that they mm -hmm. could have even done more but, yeah but, sure definitely yeah but but i also see the you know i also see the kind of like 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 if you look at uh tim thomerson's imdb like mm -hmm. they never really went without work you know True. like they were always doing something whether it was mm -hmm. episodes of a television show mm -hmm. or lower budget movies like continued to work with full moon into evil bong territory and shit you know like uh -huh. yeah like uh was always kind of doing something which i think is is the sign of of a great career It not is. only just because yeah. they they wanted probably to to continue to do work and loved working but yeah i just feel like it's I, i think tim thomerson's career probably just like speaks for itself like was in a ton of amazing movies true when tim thomerson was leading a movie mm -hmm. trancers mm -hmm. it was one of the absolute best full moon movies absolutely and, and i think that's a big part in 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 because of tim thomerson oh yeah like, for sure i've definitely watched movies because tim thomerson was in them yeah like no no question about it and yeah you know um and and in, in in my eyes he's a successful career he's like uh It's kind of complicated, like asking me if I want my favorite B-movie actors to make it in the mainstream. Is mm -hmm. that something I really want or am I just content enjoying them in B-movies? Because I love B-movies. I love them more than A-movies. 
So yeah. I would probably miss them being in B movies, <laughs> and I I, I kind of don't want to share them, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah. my precious B movie stars, uh, people like Tim Thomerson and uh, Linnea Quigley, and um, I was thinking yeah. as well about like, um, is he like is the question is he the most talented person who didn't get awards or go on to the mainstream and do, do like big blockbusters? Um, but there's definitely an, uh, a couple other who come to mind, like, uh, for example, Wings Hauser is someone who has like really good acting chops, mm-hmm. but his career as well, like never really, um, I guess he wasn't, oh, what's the movie? Isn't he in like a Michael Mann movie? Maybe. The Insider? Is he? Yeah. In? Yeah. I think he's in that, but not a big will. part anyway. So mm. uh, like he never like headlined a, a, a major motion picture or whatever but he's a really good actor i feel um Mm -hmm. just might have had a bit too much i don't know like substance abuse but then i'm like who in hollywood didn't have issues with that yeah (laughs) Uh, someone like eric roberts comes to mind as well he was a celebrated actor uh, at the start of his career won awards um obviously has has crazy chops but then sort of, sort of got like shitlisted and mm-hmm. started doing, yeah, not um, movies that are in high esteem. But still, yeah. uh, you know, that's someone who made it, lost it. But I don't know. He's still like uh, undeniable to me. That's yeah. And sometimes you see, um, you know, like like B movie and genre fans that turn mm-hmm. into like mainstream directors, and sometimes you'll see people, not necessarily Tim Thomerson, but people like Tim Thomerson, like show up mm-hmm. in the corners of like a Marvel movie or something, like <laughs> yeah, you know, or like James Gunn is always going to have a place True. for Michael Rooker, True. you know, in yeah. his movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, but if you flash back like 15 years and if you said, asked me, like, is Michael Rooker from, you know, Henry going to be in a Marvel movie? Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, that'd be weird. <laughs> I mean, if you ask that question like 10, 15 years ago, you're like Marvel movies. Yeah. What's the big yeah. deal about those? <laughs> you're talking about, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say Spawn, but is that even Marvel? That's probably a Marvel. Yeah. It's all about DC right now. Batman. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> guess marvel going back that much blade is marvel isn't it yep yeah okay so yeah. i guess that was but like the main a, thing they took a while to catch on yeah. it was definitely for a while it was all dc that was trying to be turned into yeah movies. like growing up it was batman and superman like even spider-man yeah. wasn't punisher thing. is punisher marvel or dc uh, showing, I'm showing my comic I'm, ignorance here. People are I yelling feel like at me. Punisher is Marvel because they did that show yeah, where he Marvel. showed him in Daredevil, and that's all like Marvel universe. It's Marvel isn't it? for sure. Okay. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> I knew. I knew to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> hey, look, that's that's not our niche. You know, yeah. we're not listening this for Marvel talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, next question mm. from the Discord. Vieras Tallow asks, I wouldn't mind discussion on which is your favorite uh, ways that horror movies explain the <laughs> origins of something after the first film. Mm-hmm. So like the examples given like the thorn curse in the Halloween movies, Jason Voorhees, myth- Mystical House, and Jason Goes to Hell. Mm-hmm. I guess the Graboids came from the Old West or some shit. Was I, there. <laughs> I, I didn't even know about that, that yeah. one. I've, I've only seen the first Tremors movie. so <laughs> Yeah, I think the fourth one is the like Old West one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and 
I was trying to think of examples of this that were outside of these, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't want to, I was trying really hard not to come to this question with the classic, like old man yells at cloud answer of anytime people come to a series and try to like force in some kind of origin story Uh where it wasn't provided, it's usually not that great. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but sometimes at the same time, sometimes when people come and do that and it's really silly and ridiculous, I'm kind of like, hey, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the first example he gave uh, about the torn curse, that's yeah, that's the one I feel because it's so mm-hmm. no one was asking for that kind yeah. of origin story at that point. And it's a movie that everyone kind of hates. And it's suddenly you're coming after like five entries. Oh, by the way, Michael Myers as a child, uh, these druids gave him a curse and that's why he started doing all the bad shit. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you don't need to explain horror movies, but sure, if it's that kind of high concept bullshit, I don't I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it's just to piss the fans off. And look, (laughs) I love Halloween. I love Michael Myers, but also I don't care if you don't. how do you put this? Like the, the whole legacy of Michael Myers and it's this thing that can't be touched. I, I don't care about any of that. Yeah, just, yeah. Just do what you want. Have, have fun with it. Uh, totally. If, if you want Buster Rhymes to uh, dropkick Michael Myers off a building Go into a it. fire and kill him <laughs> and say, trick or treat, motherfucker. Look, I'm here for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I the thing that came to my mind was one I don't like, which is mm. Texas Chainsaw 3D from 2013. I remember uh, seeing yeah, that. I've seen that. I remember I seeing remember. it in theaters <laughs> and being like, "What is going on here? Like, is this main character the the actress? Is she supposed to be the baby at the bit at the end of the original movie that they flash back to? Yeah, or like, yeah. is, she, is she not supposed to be 40 years old? Like, and should this not?" have just been set in the nine. Like, I remember just being very confused about like, <laughs> like, when does this take place? How old is this person? Mm. <laughs> and just being like, what's going on here? All I remember about that movie was it was one of the first movies I saw in 3d. So it gave me a headache and I didn't like the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's the case, then I don't care what kind of story you're putting in. And if it's messing yeah. with the origin and it's not lining up, I don't care. The movie's just annoying me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. totally mm. <laughs> um and then we had another question from them around uh haunted furniture movies oh, yeah. but i don't want it. we're already a half hour in i just wanted to say um i've got a simple do... answer to that one yeah what ghoulies three haunted toilet yeah boom done. <laughs> nice <laughs> and i guess mine is that amityville one about the clocks is pretty good okay yeah uh yeah, yeah i've seen that one not bad. I, I want to see a couple more Amityvilles, but uh, I know there's like a haunted lamp and a haunted mirror and a haunted doll dollhouse. Yeah, I believe the dollhouse yeah. one is pretty good, but the mirror, the lamp, uh, the clock, mm. those are all all right. Mm. There's like one that's about is it? It's one of those. One of the ones called uh, New Generation is about like an artist who like incorporates like something into his art, and I remember that one being like okay, mm. okay, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've seen two, the clock one. Yeah. That's it. There's a stretch of them there where you're like, they're all right. And then it just <laughs> nosedives. Yeah. And then at one point it's like Amityville Shark and it's like the Polonia brothers or yeah. a brother uh, doing them or something. Amityville <laughs> Island. I don't know. It's like yeah. not even 
like I don't even know how many of those movies there are because not all of them are like officially um, Amityville yeah. movies. It just turned into a word to put in your title. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's like public domain at this point. Like I the, guess so. I don't know. Yeah, it seems that way. But yeah, yeah. So now let's get into our physical media corner, which I do not have a sound bite for. So I'm just going to say <laughs> it's okay. a beauty of a segment. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> Sure. Um, The one thing I wanted to bring up, Synapse Films announced, I think today, that The Kindred 1987, directed by Stephen Carpenter and Jeffrey Obrow, is coming out on Blu-ray. This has been a movie that I've, it's been a VHS staple for me for a long time, and I've always wondered, when is this movie going to come out? Mm. Um, That The directors made The Dorm That Dripped Blood in 82, which I also really like. I haven't seen that. Um, It's really fun slasher. And then they also made The Power, which I haven't seen, and Soul Survivors, which I remember being not good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but yeah, so this is a monster movie. It stars uh, Rod Steiger and many other people. It notably features... uh, the, the evil thing shooting tentacles out of a watermelon at one point, which is really funny, <laughs> Okay, but got a lot of good special effects and I'm excited for this to be on Blu-ray. It says on Letterboxd that I have seen it, but I have no recollection of it. So it might've been one of those where I fall asleep, but I, uh, maybe, and, and I logged it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a vague recollection of maybe putting this on and isn't this I like a see, really dark movie as well? Yep. Yeah. I could see oh. you falling asleep. Okay. So maybe if the Blu-ray comes out and I can see what's going on, then totally. That, <laughs> I, and I and it's a cool three disc set. Like, Whoa, damn. You got, it comes with a Blu-ray DVD and the soundtrack CD, a new booklet. <laughs> um, I love this poster. Yeah. It's just like a little alien dude in a baby bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember recommending this to Elric Kane when when they were doing a podcast called I think it might have been Killer POV at that point. But anyway, uh-huh. I, they were talking about like movies where, you know, like like baby like like babies turn into monsters or like you uh-huh. know something is created like in a, a lab. Life. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, you got to see The Kindred. It's about mm-hmm. like, you know, okay. this monster that is born of a lab and yeah. Lives, it's, lives it's in fun. baby level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Okay, cool. Um, I wrote a ton of stuff down and and was like, Mm. but it was all stuff that I wasn't sure about about how much talking we'd get out of it. I will say, some full moon '90s uh, flicks are hitting Blu-ray. Remote from '93. I rented that in high school. Oh, never seen that one. Yeah, it's like their Home Alone (laughs) attempt. Okay. Uh, where a kid has a remote yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. And all I know you like the poster, but I've never seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm sure it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but v- Vinegar Syndrome and the partner labels, they announced a few things. Oh. Ticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw they're doing Ticks. I was like surprised. Isn't Ticks already out on Blu-ray? Maybe. Feels like a movie that would be. Like it's not yeah, super not sure. obscure, but I guess maybe it's just like out in the UK. It's a fun movie, though. Yeah, yeah, I like Ticks. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of the movies I remember renting, like, sort of, like, blindly. I'm like, whoa, there's a movie about Ticks. Uh, I guess <laughs> I have to see that now. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking. Uh, it says it came out on Blu-ray. Uh, in two, I, two, I, two, I like that, that 
you saying that makes <laughs> makes you sound like you were just a fan of ticks. Like you're wearing a shirt that says ticks and you're like, they made a movie about ticks. I got to see this. <laughs> Look, uh, there's no other movies about ticks. Yeah. And I knew that as a child. I'm like, whoa, there's a movie about ticks. That's so specific. I have to see that. <laughs> when are they going to make a movie about ticks? <laughs> yeah, basically. And then I watched it and uh, it was pretty good. Like you've got Clint yeah. Howard and uh, Alfonso Ribeiro and Seth Green and uh yeah i think it's like a brian usner production so that's uh um, yeah there's some crazy practical effects in that one so yeah just and, for those and then it's worth seeing you watched ticks and then you put on your shirt that said worms on it and you took it back to the store and you're like squirm i gotta <laughs> see this now <laughs> what sadly i never ran into squirm as a child <laughs> uh but yeah same with slugs i had the slugs t-shirt but yeah I, I, they got, my, my video my store didn't carry it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good i also wrote down that they are putting out the laughing dead 1989 which was covered on movie movie melt, melt. Yeah, exactly so that's pretty cool because that movie movie been, melt belt. that that's a <laughs> movie really melt obscure belt. one yeah that's definitely yeah uh yeah i don't know i can't think of that any other way than there being like a movie melt bump because i know uh peter <laughs> peter who did the breakdown for movie melt he was in touch with the director uh i forget his name um uh, Somtow. Somtow, yeah, Somtow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't help but think there's like at that point when they did the breakdown, there wasn't anything going on yet, I believe. So mm. I don't know. Who knows? But that's cool that that's coming out uh, from Vinegar uh, because that's a really obscure pick and the version that's out there until now. Yeah, pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It yeah. definitely doesn't do the movie justice. Um, I was sort of like lukewarm on it when I watched it for Movie Melt. I was on that episode. Uh, mm -hmm. But under the notion that I will give this movie another shot if it's ever like out in a proper version, which it will be now. Yeah. Which, which is great. Yeah. Totally. Cool. And then I also saw they are putting out Boarding House, which is an SOV classic. And oh, yeah. Shatter Dead, which is a 90s SOV movie that I've seen a cover of it's mm, like somebody has just shot. One. Yeah, it's like someone has shot like a hole through like a head or a bloody thing or something, and they have a you can see them through it. I just remember that cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen Shatter Dead. Um I've it's actually fair. never seen Boarding House either, to be completely honest. Uh I think a blind I put, spot for me. Yeah, I think I put it on once, but it's like pretty mind melty and I wasn't in the right hat space for it. Uh that that movie's yeah. pretty weird. <laughs> That's all I remember. Yeah early sov i love so i need to get to it yep <clears throat> yeah uh that's about it for our physical media corner that'll do why don't we get into our cruddy section of recommendations Crud! where we talk about anything that we've been watching <laughs> lately mm -hmm. let's do it what, what do you what do you want to you want to go first uh fine either way if you got something Go ahead. Uh, let's see. What do I got here? Uh, <laughs> so the most recent thing that I've watched, I'll bring up. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy watching lesser known uh, Stephen King adaptations. Sure. So, you know, there's so many and I've seen there's a lot, lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. But I had never seen the Night Flyer from 1997. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw that you watched that. I've never seen that one myself. Uh, I had. Yeah. To, I even had to look that up. Because, uh, yeah, I've never seen it. And it's not like one of the more known Stephen King movies, yeah, it's, I think. It's, 
Is it? it I, I don't. I don't think so, but it's also got five thousand views, so it's not like oh okay, a, it's not like a no mo- nothing movie okay. on Letterbox. But I do it's think surprising. that it's not brought up that often. No, exactly, because um, yeah, like I said, I had to look it up. It wasn't like oh yeah, Nightflyer, of course. I'm like mm. yeah, and I do think that there was a period um, in like let's say so in 2016 this director Mark Pavia did a movie called Fender Bender I think it went to shutter mm. and so there was a brief period where I remember people saying like you know the director of Night Flyer which was really interesting and like some people were saying they really liked it is back and mm. that's really exciting cuz they went away and didn't make anything between like 97 and 2016 or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. um so I do remember hearing on podcasts like some people like pushing it as like this is cool um, but I also at the time, it, like when I saw this in the stores on VHS, everyone I knew was like, that sucks. Like it like <laughs> okay. it was very and, and this comes up a lot on the show where like I just allowed people to like if two people that I knew said like, yo, that movie's garbage. I yeah, probably yeah. would have that like that, formed in my head. Yeah. And now I think it sucks. That, right? that meant you were hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. I, the wrong probably. two people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to watch this. Uh-huh. Uh and so it stars uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. And Damn they old, are. <laughs> Isn't that Porky's the, the main guy? Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, the guy from Porky's. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ferrer stars as like a tabloid magazine reporter. And he's given this assignment to track down this serial killer who, th- according to them, thinks that he is a vampire and goes around flying from air like small town airport mm-hmm. to small town airport like killing people exclusively at airports <laughs> okay <laughs> again like, super specific <laughs> yeah very stephen king yeah you know yeah, silly you know yeah. silly shit absolutely stephen king shit 100 <laughs> percent. uh and you know i i thought this was great i i thought that I was a little up and down on it mm. throughout, but by the end, I thought that I uh, was really won over by this movie. F- first of all, because uh, Miguel Ferrer plays a really good shitty guy um, and his like tabloid investigator guy is the right kind of person you hate, but are still interested in watching. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like he, he does, like he does some shitty stuff. There's this woman in this movie who is like also like trying to get this story and they start like working together and then he like locks her in a closet and takes all of her like stuff and is like, see you later. I'm going to get this. <laughs> and like, this is your main character. Like he's, he sucks. Um, okay. Oh, that's yeah. But, I, I generally like Miguel Ferrer, but he's like pretty good at playing a bastard, <laughs> but he's good. Yeah. He's good at playing um, a bastard and he doesn't take it to the point where you are like, well, now I don't want to continue watching. Okay. This movie, okay. <laughs> which is a, a hard thing to do, but yeah, and, and I thought the direction was really good. It's mm. really fun, kind of like, uh, um, it's almost like X-Files <laughs> episode stretched out to feature length okay. vibe. It's kind of got like a moody, spooky, not noir, but just kind of like investigative thing. Um, mm. I did say in my review that the middle chunk of this movie is a lot of uh, Ferrer like walking up to people and being like, tell me about when you encountered the night flyer. Mm-hmm, and then they mm-hmm. like go, Oh, this is what happened. I mm-hmm. saw, you know, and then we get all these. So like, there's like a series of flashbacks and yeah, I'm seeing to get a little bit like, uh, I'm seeing, <laughs> let's your, go. I'm seeing your review and it sounds like very, uh, FMV adventure 
yeah, kind, yeah. kind of thing, which. Uh, yeah, like all of these scenes of him in talking to people, you're like, I just walked up and clicked on uh-huh. this character yeah, and now yeah, I'm going to yeah. hear the story. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that in theory. I don't know how it plays yeah. out in the movie, but. Um... Yeah, no, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And at the end of the movie, it like cuts to black and white for a while. Like the, like the director's flexing some style and it's actually surprisingly gruesome too. I just like, if you aren't allergic to silly Stephen King shit. Yeah. I am not. And you are absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like people get wrapped up in Stephen King adaptations where like, it has got to be scary. It's got to scare the <laughs> shit out of me, you know? And it's like, mm. not really. No. That's like, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I'm exactly on your wavelength in terms of Stephen King. Like uh, I'm, I'm here for the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Cause like uh I'm I'm like scrolling on Letterboxd through my reviews and I really want to see it now actually because I saw this review uh of like a mutual of mine, uh Jonas. He's he's this Belgian director. Uh he gave it a two point five star review, but his his review is Maine, the late eighties. Stephen King farts himself awake. <laughs> I've I've done that, relatable. Uh, review goes on. Scribble something in this little bedside notebook. What if Dracula dot 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 flew tiny plane? The end. <laughs> That's what it is. I love it. <laughs> Just that that review has sold me. Like uh, together with uh, along with what you said as well. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I watch listed it just now. Yeah, it's fun. It <laughs> you know it. There's some good effects and yeah, if, if you're okay with it, just being like an investigative thing, kind of like an X-Files sure. guy, but silly. Sounds good. I, I had fun. Cool. So Night Flyer, 1997, give it a whirl. Why not? I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of Chucky movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like this isn't, uh, you know, um, I'm not like discovering hidden gems here, but I have like come around on like the first Chucky movie I rewatched. These are all rewatches. I've seen every Chucky movie. Um, yeah. But I rewatched Seed of Chucky like a couple nice. of weeks ago, like maybe two weeks ago. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like the first time I saw this movie, I definitely was not ready and I was kind of turned off because it's very, I don't know, like now I can see the sort of a, a misunderstood masterpiece but mm. it's so crazy and like Don Mancini had just, he had too much fun making this movie and it turned <laughs> pretty much everyone off because Seed of Chucky big came out in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. And the next one is like legit a decade later. Yeah. So that's the amount of, um, uh, yeah, he basically got shitlisted for a decade until he could make yeah. uh, a new Chucky movie. And he reined it in so much for Curse of Chucky that he, well, he built up some goodwill again with that one, mm-hmm. even though it's like reined in. But yeah, I remember Curse of Chucky as well. When that came out, I kind of hated it. I don't know, I don't know why now, because I rewatched it and I think it's like pretty good actually. But it's mm-hmm. it's no Seed of Chucky, because Seed of Chucky so... They'll never be be able to make another Chucky movie <laughs> like that. It's it's yeah. it's too much for most people. But I think my whole <laughs> um, we've talked about this on the podcast several times before. But my whole Noboru Iguchi face, it, it's it it either lowered my standards or opened <laughs> a part of my brain that kind of rejected this level of bad taste. Yeah, <laughs> it unlocked something inside. It really you. did. It really did. Because now I see like <laughs> shit like Seed of Chucky. I'm like, this is actually brilliant. Um, yeah, 
I feel like in tone, it's also really close to one of my childhood favorites and a movie I still think is amazing, which is Problem Child 2. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I love Problem Child 2. Uh, I love that uh, Scott Alexander and Larry Karasowski uh, yeah. set out to make a John Waters movie for children with Problem Child <laughs> 2. And also John Waters is in Seed of Chucky as this like paparazzi guy. Yeah. So it's all like the same uh pool of i don't know same level of bad taste kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. so yeah i i really came around on seed of chucky uh also what i really like is that more than the chucky movie is it's it's a jennifer tilly movie this movie mm -hmm. is an excuse to make her the star and it's very meta because she plays herself and the voice of the tiffany doll of course yeah um and they have a lot of fun with that and there's uh yeah i don't know i think it's very funny as well like it kind of sad that mancini had to trouble uh throttle everything back for curse just to make more movies because like i don't know yeah. what he was doing between 2004 and 2013 mm. uh, but yeah i feel like he's found a pretty good balance now uh because like after curse Gold of chucky came out which I really liked and I rewatched that uh, uh, as well. And I like it even more than the first time I saw it. And the new uh, show just started on sci-fi and USA. I think it's like a simultaneous thing. Yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, I watched the first episode. It's pretty good. Um, I'm excited for the rest. Like there's uh, there, there hasn't been like any recurring characters yet in that first episode. Okay. Uh, but I know like Fiona Dorif and Jennifer Dilly are in it. They're on the cast list. I've seen photos of them, mm. um, like production photos, stills. So I'm excited to see people come back. Um, yeah, I, I when Seed of Chucky came out, mm. I really loved Bride. Yeah, Bride is really good. Yeah. I, I think when Seed of Chucky came out, I enjoyed it and I thought it was funny, but I mm -hmm. definitely remember being like, not, I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I am interested to think like, maybe I should go back to it because I think I wanted another bride. Like it's I wanted not. another <laughs> movie that mm -hmm. has the exact perfect balance between the stuff. In oh Seed yeah, of it's Chucky way more balanced. Absolutely. Bride of yeah. Chucky is way more balanced. Like most of the things like Curse as well and Cult. I feel like Cult is maybe the closest to that balance of uh, Bride. Um, yeah. Seed is like way, way out there. Just like no one told Dom Mancini no <laughs> yeah, on that yeah. one. And you can tell. And uh, if you accept it as that and you go into it knowing what it is, it might help mm -hmm. uh, appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, so I feel like you, I need uh, mm -hmm. I need to revisit it. Because, yeah, I saw it when it came out and I thought it was funny and that was kind of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it does uh, a lot of, like, uh, clever and... But clever and... How, how should I put this? Like, uh, dumb movies for smart people kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it really succeeded at that. So, yeah, I'm a Seal of Chucky convert now and I think it's brilliant. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, yeah, so check out the Chucky show, too. I think I'm going to mm -hmm. watch that as well. Maybe we'll circle back on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, be curious to know what you think. Uh, I think it's t yeah. 10 episodes in total. Uh, it's not uh, a binge situation. You have to wait uh, old school yeah. style. <laughs> uh, new episode every week. The first one just dropped uh, when this is out. Yeah, the second one won't be out yeah. yet. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh some, yeah. some cool stuff already. Uh, cool fall vibes in that first episode nice. as well. So sweet. Yep.
What about you? You got anything uh, else? Yeah, I'll talk about one more quick. Cool. Um, so I watched this because of Squatchtober. Nice. It, I've been it watching Squatchtober stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. So over on Movie Melt, Matt and the crew are doing Squatchtober. So if you like podcasts that are very long and very funny and talk about movies, go listen to Movie Melt yep. on the Go Go Companeros Radio Network. Yeah. Um, I'm going to so do did a an episode. Uh, Squatchtober episode as well. Uh, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday. So that'll be out uh, sometime this month. So, yeah. So go subscribe. You don't want to miss Carlo's episode. <laughs> yeah. Not just mine. Uh, I mean, that's just a great show. So subscribe yeah. anyway. You know, if you like Cream of the Crowd, you will like Movie Melt. No doubt. Yeah. So they, they did Demon Warp 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was listening to the episode. And oftentimes I will listen up to where they talk about the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I won't listen to the rest if I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's a movie that I don't care about, I will listen to the rest. But with Demon Warp, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pause it and I'm going to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back and listen to the rest of it. So I did. Nice. And Demon Warp is a movie starring George Kennedy about a man and his daughter getting attacked in the woods by what they believe to be is a Bigfoot uh, style creature. And then all of these teens show up in the woods to rent a cabin that they that this took place at. And uh, they all kind of collide in this mix of of 80s slasher and monster movie-ness mm-hmm. that cul- culminates <laughs> in a kind of... Um, Goes to some places. Reminded me a little bit of grotesque. Oh where yeah! Like at the end of the, the end of the that. movie, all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not what you expected. No, no, it has a couple endings. <laughs> yeah, and so the thing for me about Demon Warp that worked was the slasher stuff was comfortable for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I know on the Movie Melt podcast, Matt in particular was like, "I hated all these people, <laughs> and I didn't want to hang out with them, etc." And I was more along the lines of like. Yes, these are annoying people, but I like watching these movies where you hang out with dumb people and then eventually <laughs> they get killed. Like there was a there was a comfort there that I just was enjoying mm-hmm. going through the motions. Okay. Um and it does let loose the Bigfoot right away. They don't hide it. It's pretty vicious when it does kill people. So, I was always kind of in, engaged with the movie no matter what was happening, and then it went from like a two and a half or a three star movie to a three and a half star movie at the end when all of a sudden mm-hmm. all this other fucking weird shit is going down. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part is you can't really talk about it because that's like the payoff of the movie. Yeah. See what happens at the end. <laughs> yeah. It's all like tucked in there uh, at the yeah. uh, tail end of the movie. So. But yeah, if you're looking for a movie that that ticks a bunch of boxes like it's sort of a slasher, but then there's monster movie moments and then it turns into kind of like a psychotronic fucked up. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Movie. Yeah. yeah. Demon warp 88 is a good one to maybe toss on uh, this October. Yeah. I remember uh, I, I watched that as well because uh, movie mouth covered it. Um, Yeah. I guess I fall sort of in the middle in terms of how, you and Matt felt about it because mm-hmm. I wasn't annoyed at the characters, but I was just more like bored by them a little yeah. bit. Like when is it going to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just like when is the movie going to do anything, but when are these characters going to do anything interesting outside of like George Kennedy, but he disappears for a chunk yeah. of the movie. It's a lot of wandering around. Yeah, it's definitely. It really is. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of those. But then at the end, you're like, your attention is uh, peaked again and, 
yeah. that's where yeah i like the movie I, I didn't give it a high rating but i i, I definitely sort of like the movie um mm-hmm. also has this like brainchild of john carl beekler um mm-hmm. so you know he did some effects for it which yeah you know, the guy's a legend totally so, yeah uh, yeah. But yeah, I've been watching some uh, Squatchtober stuff as well outside of uh, Demon Warp, which we just talked yeah. about. I uh, this is a movie that Movie Melt didn't cover, but they did talk about it because it's like the quintessential Bigfoot movie. I finally oh, yeah. watched uh, Legend of Boggy Creek from 1972. Um, yeah, this one directed by Charles B. Pierce, who uh, also did the town that said uh, this this. Down that's dreaded sundown. Yes, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes here because I'm like I'm I'm confusing myself. I I, I wrote down in the notes the sun that dreaded sundown. <laughs> sun just doesn't want to go down. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so this is like a documentary, like a faux documentary style drama based on these true, uh, well, not true events, but like true accounts. It says in yeah. the summary uh, of somewhere in Arkansas uh boggy creek and it's sort of like these you've never seen it right legend of boggy creek no i haven't okay. I've been meaning to forever yeah yeah yeah. okay um yeah same it's just one of those movies i've been aware for it for so long uh, yeah but just just yeah you know this like squatched over thing finally gave me the push um but it's like mostly these anecdotes of people who uh had a Bigfoot encounter or saw something and it's all like pretty bite-sized and there's like a uh, narration over it. Uh, the version that I saw is like a really beautifully restored, uh, HD thing where it was like, yeah. I-, I love that I'm able to see this movie in the best possible quality. But at the same time, I felt like this is, this isn't the vibe necessarily what the movie is going for. The movie is going for like this lost tape, uh, VHS thing that you found somewhere where you're not sure if it's a real movie or <laughs> real footage or whatever. Um, so I say try and watch it both ways. Try and watch like a <laughs> shitty version in the right circumstances to like heighten the mood, but also watch the restored version because like some of those, um, like the scenery over there and the way it's shot, like Charles B. Pierce gets some really gorgeous shots of. Um, just like swampy vibes and um, the movie as well. Uh, it's it, it's a horror movie, I guess, because it's about Bigfoot, but it felt more wholesome to me. Uh, like I, I, I sort of like compared it to mm. a Muppets movie in my review on Letterboxd because <laughs> it's kind of, ha- it kind of has that vibe, but it's like, oh, of course it's like grodier and it doesn't have like Muppets. <laughs> it has people <laughs> who like belong in, I don't know, um, king of the hill <laughs> and stuff because uh, it's that uh, yeah, yeah i believe it's like uh oh, Texarkana, uh same yeah. place uh that the uh, town that dreaded sundown takes place mm-hmm. uh, that area so you have like really colorful characters and people who just live in this weird cabin in the woods and don't live in society and they're talking about um bigfoot encounters and stuff uh really moody and sometimes there's like this folk song that plays uh and then at the end there's like sort of a a longer stretch like 15 to 20 minutes where there is a like a reenacted bigfoot encounter i guess because it's like obviously actors um but but i feel like most of the movie is 
it's it's sort of hard to tell where the movie ends and where there's like real people like in the credits there's a lot of names where it's like as himself as herself and so okay. forth um but yeah that that final stretch it's it's sort of like at that point the the, the movie or whatever decides it wants to be a real movie it, it's decides it wants <laughs> it, it wants to grow up from being just a documentary and mm. uh, it was at that point where i was like yeah i'm done i don't know if i'm into this part necessarily but i don't know i was digging it so much that i i yeah it, it didn't really uh change my mind on how i felt about the movie I, I still think it's like pretty cool and worth seeing um nice in terms of bigfoot movies especially yeah, I, I'm interested to see it because Charles B. Pierce mm. has been I've been not split because I don't hate the town that dreaded sundown. I don't love it. I don't love it. Mm. Um, but the evictors 1979. I haven't seen that. I enjoyed that. Okay. Um, and that that's a bit more of like a pseudo slasher. Mm -hmm. I remember it having really kind of creepy, intense atmosphere. Okay. Um, Jessica Harper from Suspiria yeah, is in yeah, it. Yeah. I remember that being a really good performance. And I just remember being like, oh, I like this. Okay, cool. So I'd be interested to see if I, how, you know, what I think about I, Boggy Creek. I definitely like Boggy Creek more than uh, Town of Dreaded Sundown. Yeah. So Town of Dreaded Sundown is like, I don't know. It's just so all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, the thing that really makes Boggy Creek board scene is, is like the cinematography, I feel. And there's mm. just long stretches of the movie where the main attraction is just being submerged in the atmosphere. Mm. So it's it's like not trying to sell you on a narrative that might not really work, which mm -hmm. I felt was the case for Down the Dreaded Sundown. It's trying to sell you on something where you're like, yeah, I don't know how um, involving this whole thing is, how it's not really stimulating, I feel. Um, but Boggy Creek is going for a whole different thing because of the like faux documentary kind of thing, pseudo yeah. real events. Um, so yeah, I say check it out. Check out Legend of Boggy Creek, 1972. Sweet. That gets a beauty. Yeah, beauty. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, so that, that's been our recommendations corner. We talked about the Night Flyer 1997. We had a little Chucky corner, talked about Seed of Chucky, the TV show, and Curse, and more. We talked about Demon Warp 1988 and Legend of Boggy Creek 1972. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, so that's our episode. You can follow Carlo on Letterboxd at Psycho Pike. You can call you can follow me on Letterboxd at YCKMD underscore. If you look in the show notes, you'll find links to those pages as well as our Twitter accounts. Uh, if you saw this uh, episode on Twitter, respond and tell us what you thought. If you're on backdashrow.com, uh, you can comment on those articles. You can also email us at backrowcineblog at gmail.com. Um, and you can go to crudbuddies.club and click on the Discord button. Join our Discord server. We have a channel for the cream of the crud. You can request topics for us to talk about. Um, unless you are just going to ask us to talk about uh, our Oliver Olivier Grunier retrospective. <laughs> yeah, no, no more retrospective in the vending machine, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't mind, but you know. No, we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
but otherwise, yes, uh, stay cruddy and we will see you on the next episode of Cream of the Crud and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>